0: Like if you want to be healthy next year, what are the skills that you need in order to create health, to generate health? Because goals in general, like losing 10 pounds or getting a raise or saving money, only go as far as your skills and knowledge to do so. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Alexa, and this is the place where I believe you were made for living well. And that's what I want to help you do in the new year. Now, this is part two and a mini series on setting better resolutions, or at least changing our view of them and helping you set achievable and realistic patterns that are going to shift the entire course of your life. And because this is the second podcast in the series, you're going to want to go back and listen to podcast number one. It does lay out a good foundation on where we need to go with understanding what are the outcomes we're trying to achieve or what's that product that is realistic for us to work towards. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we define what it is that we're willing to work for? And we have a lot of big ideas about this, but I really want to narrow it down into something that is actually going to help you create the change that you're looking for. Now, as always, don't forget to head to the Living Well, where I have more resources for today's show, as well as some diagrams that are going to help more clearly explain this. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the Weekly Fill, where we're going to be diving more into this and actually working through it all year long. And of course, because we're talking about planning and creating new patterns, I have the perfect tool that is going to help you do that and hold you accountable all year. That is the Nourish Planner. It is a dated monthly planner that gives you space to record everything that we're talking about today, to track it, to stay accountable, and to live encouraged that we're not just chasing down a destination, but you're actually implementing skills that will last a lifetime. Now, I don't want to give too many spoilers, just know you should go check out The Nurse Planner at thelivingwell.com. Use code podcast at checkout to receive some free gifts with your planner purchase, including some bookmarks that snap right into your planner and some sticky pads for grocery lists and appointment scheduling that just add a little more organization to your life. Head to The Living Well to get all of that. Now today, I want to dive into setting this product or this outcome that is realistic and achievable for you. And as you remember, on the last podcast, we talked about the reason why it's so difficult for us to achieve our resolutions or to create the change that we're looking for. It's not because it's not possible, but it's partly because the product or the problems that you're experiencing are an outcome of the pattern. And we're so quick to dismiss the pattern or not even to understand the pattern because we're so focused on the product or the problem that we can't even see beyond that. The other reason is, is because the way that we're trying to go about change is pushing on our safety response. It might be making us feel unsafe, triggered, dysregulated. Anytime we push our body into that unsafe place, it is going to change our entire biology to look for the safest response. And that safe response is generally old, repeated patterns, the same ones you've been working so hard to change. We quickly fall back into those because patterns or repetition is safe. It's predictable. The outcomes are generally known. And when we're feeling unsafe, even if the predictable outcome isn't the healthiest, it will still turn to it because it's kept you alive. And that's why old patterns, no matter how much you hate them, do feel really comfortable. As much as we don't like to admit it, and we don't even want to live within that, those patterns are safe. And what is safe in some ways does feel comfortable. Now, just to give you an example of this, in my own life, I've had to recognize that arguing with my husband is a pattern that I create, that I turn back to when things feel like they're going too good. Because whatever reason, things being good feels more unsafe than things being bad. And this is where things are wild, right? Like It's hard to understand that good things can be equally as triggering as really unsafe things especially for people who've had any amount of trauma. And so I know that when things are going really well or we're in a really great place, like in our marriage, I will often self-sabotage that by picking fights, by trying to stir the pot, really by creating, even self-creating some things that aren't even true just to kind of rile the atmosphere, just to get back into that tension, which I don't like but it does feel really comfortable in a lot of ways. So I bring that up because it doesn't always make sense. What we think is safe based on our history might not actually be safe for us. And so we have to know it's whatever your body perceives as the safest place that's not always going to be the healthiest place. And that's what we need to work with, not to diminish it or to disregard it, but to really have some respect for the places that we exist and the places that we do find safe, because it's only in creating safety in the other areas that we're actually going to get ourselves to change. Now we're gonna keep talking about what it takes to change, but today I really wanna bring up, what are you going to work for this year? Now in general resolution form, it looks a lot like goals. People set goals like, I want to lose weight, or I want to make more money, or change my job, or I want to run a marathon. And I don't really want to say the goals are wrong, but in general, goals are largely determined by culture, and they're driven by your ego. Not to mention, they also tend to accentuate your problems. Of course, this isn't always the case, and the reason why goals don't work is not necessarily because goals are wrong, but it's because they're really not your goals to begin with. They're these overarching ideas built on culture that you should be doing these things, or you should be wanting these things and working for them, and therefore that's what you think you should do. Arguably, that's New Year's resolutions across the board. But the second reason is, is that goals bring with them a preconceived idea that you are going to be happier or more successful or healthier when you achieve them. And while that might be true, it's always temporary. And that's the real issue with goal setting is it doesn't last. Goals are a temporary destination that you might arrive at, and if you do, congratulations to you. But in general, without the right skills or habits or patterns, those goals are never going to last. And really what that's doing is it's making you stall your happiness, your success, really your life as you wait to arrive at a destination. And then the span between where you are and that destination, it's like this really strange and disheartening place that you exist that puts all of this focus on your problems. And this is one of the biggest reasons I don't like to set goals. I think goals are great as a byproduct of creating a better pattern, but goals in general just leave you swirling in the sea of your own issues. Until you arrive, nothing is ever good enough. Everything is on hold because the place you think all of the things you're looking for happen are when you arrive. Now, in health, the arrival at a destination really doesn't exist. Yes, you might reach a lower number on the scale. You might lose some sizes in your genes. That's all good and wonderful and can be a really great byproduct of health. But chasing that down eliminates what health actually is. And what we're really looking for in all of this is not the destination, but it's the action, it's the pattern. It's the pattern that produces the outcome. And so when you're chasing goals, you're left with problems and problems become your focus. They just grow in intensity. And they become a bigger focus and the process of getting there becomes more distorted. Like you lose your focus on building habits, on building patterns that are really going to stand a lifetime. And you start jumping into these last-ditch efforts, doing anything and everything, even pushing the means of your survival to try to arrive at a place you think you need to get, even if it's not even the place you want to get. Goals are really messy, right? Like they're really, really messy. And so instead of setting goals this year, I want you to focus on something different. I want you to focus on the skills. What skills do you want to learn this year? What skills do you want to develop, become better at? The reason I like the verbiage of skills is because skills accentuate patterns. By definition, a skill is a training. Training for the ability to do something well. It's this idea of growth, of learning, of creating action. And skill making is essentially the same thing as maybe saying something like habit formation, but they're all created out of patterns And it's the alteration of the patterns that when those happen and you're consistent over the course of time, those become your way of life and ultimately create the byproduct of the goal outside of that. It's just a side effect of building a new pattern. And honestly, if we talk about weight loss or getting healthy, that is the easiest place to find those things is as a byproduct of creating the skills or mastering the skills that it's going to take. Not only because it helps you get there with less work, but it also makes it last. Because once you have the new patterns, it's not a fight anymore. You're not fighting to maintain the goal. You're not fighting to maintain the destination. It just is as you continue to master the art of these skills. So I want you to think this year, instead of goal setting, let your resolutions be built on skill setting. What kinds of skills would it take for you to create the product that you want to exist with it? Like if you want to be healthy next year, what are the skills that you need in order to create health, to generate health? Because goals in general, like losing 10 pounds or getting a raise or saving money only goes as far as your skills and knowledge to do so. Really, everything you're looking for is learning how to master skills, like even mastering the skill of getting out of bed when you don't feel like it, or cooking dinner after a long day of work. There are skills to everything in life. We're not just talking about computer skills or exercise skills. Like We're talking about real-life skills of doing the things even when you don't feel like it because you want to get better at it. It's essentially the art of practice or building, or creating, which is really the epitome of health, is how do you create it? I like to think of skills as those patterns that are repeated. Again, it's always based on patterns. So understanding the pattern that you're existing within is creating the skills that you live out of. You might have a skill of hitting snooze on your alarm clock six times. You might be skilled in drinking a pot of coffee a day. You might be skilled in putting off your work and procrastination. There's a lot of maybe quote-unquote unhealthy skills that aren't creating the products that you're looking for that we have really become masters at, not necessarily because we want to, but because we've practiced them. So undoing those practices means putting more attention and practice into the skills you want to achieve. So ask yourself, what do you want to get good at? what are the outcomes you want to achieve and what are the skills that are required in order to achieve that maybe it's acquiring more knowledge maybe it's learning something new or maybe it's taking action in a different way the thing that i love so much about having a skills mindset is it recognizes that there's always room for growth being skilled at something is a never ending progression It's not an arrival. It's a place where you constantly work to refine those skills, eliminating the need to question if you're good or not. That's not the goal. The goal is just to become better, to master, to grow, and all for the sake of investing in your life. I don't know if you've heard this saying, but I often attribute it the same way with wealth to health. And it goes, poor people look at money as something to be spent. Rich people look at money as something to be invested. It's the spending versus the investing mindset. Spending is a form of subtraction, it's taking away, where investing is adding to. And the same idea happens inside of health. Those people who are constantly chasing a destination really don't see skills as a necessary step to invest in their future. Instead, you're just spending and spending and spending, trying to arrive at a destination you think will make you wealthy, healthy, and rich, or whatever you want to fill in the blank. The problem with that is, is when you spend and you spend and you spend, you push on your survival response, and nothing lasts long-term because you will always go back to your old patterns. This is why even people who win the lottery, right, they rarely, rarely ever end up wealthy because they don't have the skills necessary to understand and take care of the wealth that they've accumulated. And it's partly because they have the spend mindset. We just spend what we get. And that's essentially what we're doing in health, especially when we look at health as a metric of energy. Now, you know I love the topic of energy and I think it makes all the difference in really achieving a state of health. And that's because energy, like money, can either be spent or it can be invested. And when you learn how to invest in your health, you're always getting something back from it. You invest and you get. You invest and you get. You invest and you get. It's not this spend to get, which leaves you with nothing. But as you invest, you grow in these skills, you become better. Health becomes more of your life. And it's created forever, like it sets you up to achieve health for life. And that's why I want you to start shifting your mindset and understanding the skills are a form of investment in your health. Goals are spending mindset. What can I do to arrive? Investing is a skill format that says, I'm going to invest in this skill knowing it's going to provide this reward And this reward is going to allow me to invest more and more and more. And it's this constant progression of invest, reward, invest, reward, invest, reward. Or you could say invest, receive, invest, receive. When you invest in your health, you receive health. When you spend your health, you don't. Or even if you do for a brief stint, it rarely lasts. And it's honestly just the difference and the motivation behind why you're doing what you do. And when you have a better why, it changes the entire response of your biology because the why helps reduce the threat, opening you up to safety and helping you to see that the things you do are not just hurting you. They're not a drag. They're not a pain as much as they're actually providing something in return. Let me give you an example people who have the spend mindset when it comes to health often tend to push their bodies really, really hard and really, really fast. Instead of an investment, it's not a bettering, it's not a skill as much as it is, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do this as hard and as fast and as quick as I can. So I'm gonna cut all the carbs, I'm gonna work out an hour a day, I'm really gonna push my body, in some ways beat it into submission, and I know this lifestyle because I lived it, hoping to arrive at that destination. You set the goals and then you spend whatever it is that you can trying to receive. And you might receive, but that reception rarely lasts because you've spent all of your energy on health, not to mention you've probably hated the process of it. But when you learn to invest in your health, you start to recognize it not as this quick and fast and even dirty kind of situation, but it's this investment. Everything you do is not about being work. It's an investment. It's adding to your life. Even the things you don't necessarily love to do. Exercise isn't a chore of spending to try to receive. It's an investment giving you something back. Meal planning is not a drag. It's an investment. Cooking is an investment. Sleeping is an investment. We start to see these practices that maybe we've not done or we've not created patterns around because we're so stuck on the pattern of spending that we're exhausted and burnout and don't have the focus to really understand the form of investment. But if you start investing even the smallest little thing into your health, it will create a reward. And that reward will allow you to give more and invest more knowing the bigger rewards are building, the bigger your investment gets. And with that, there's really no end point. With investing, it's not just about an arrival. It's about gathering the skills and living those out and giving back to yourself and receiving health so you can give back more. It's a never-ending end point, just like habits. It's a way of life, a process. It's the journey, not the destination. Again, it's not about bashing the goal or just never having the goal in general, but I think it's recognizing that the goals are always going to be created as a byproduct of the skills that you exist within or the skills that you foster and nurture and repeat in your life, the patterns. The patterns produce the byproduct of the outcome that you experience. And that's why this year, I really want you to start investing in the skills, in the habits, in the patterns that are going to generate the product that you want to live. So if we take what we learned in the last podcast and the little assignment of understanding your patterns today, what you can understand from those patterns and the products that they're creating, the outcome that you see as your problem, you can start to then go back and understand what product do I want to achieve? What do I want my life to look like? There is a lot of power in visualization, although obviously it takes action in order to create the vision, but your brain doesn't decipher your visualized or your perceived reality from reality. And so if you start to visualize a healthier you, what do you want to achieve a year from now? What do you see? And don't just stop there at the product. Of course, you can write out the product that you do want to achieve, but what you have to focus on is the pattern. What is the pattern, the skills, the habits that are necessary in order to generate that outcome? So take some time to visualize that. I always like to think, like, close your eyes and visualize your healthiest self. What is she doing? What is she wearing? Who is she socializing with? What does her life look like? Actually start to write out the action of those things because it's the action that creates the skill set that you need to develop or at least be the focus for the new year. What skills birthed out of that vision are necessary or do you need to grow, to learn, to work on, to create in order to create that outcome? Now, of course, there's going to be so much more than just that outcome. That will just be a byproduct of even greater things. But that's a good little exercise to start generating some understanding of what skills you do need to generate, what skills you do need to focus on in the new year. Now, of course, implementing those skills comes with its own work and its own understanding because you can't just do something or force change because any form of dysregulation or any threat is going to do the opposite. It's not going to help you develop skills, but leave you running back to those old patterns. And the next podcast, we're going to talk about how do you actually create the process? Like, what does this look like? Today, I just want you to think about what skills do you want to develop in the new year? What skills would you love to learn? Would you love to enhance? Maybe it's skills you already started, but you haven't repeated or you haven't fostered or nourished. Like Really go back and make a list of those skills that you want. And then we're going to use those to actually create a process in your life. Remember, skills are repeated patterns. There are things that you do over the course of time to get better at, not to arrive, but it's a journey. It's a process of becoming. And so instead of looking at resolutions as goals or these big ideas or these destinations you have to chase, I want you to let all of that go. You know, it sounds scary, but the skills will always create the byproduct of those things. It's always about developing the skills. And I want you to start thinking about the processes, the activities, the experiences that are generating these skills that are going to create the byproduct of your life. Remember, patterns are safe. So we have to learn how to work with our body. And that is what we're gonna do in the next podcast. But for now, make sure you head on over to the Living Well as I give you a few more tips on how to uncover what skills are worthy of creating in the new year and how to take the product that you want to achieve, and understand the skills necessary to achieve that. You can find all of that at thelivingwell.com. But in general, I hope this gave you something to think about, a new way to look at the new year, and really get you excited to see it's not just about arriving at a goal, but it's just becoming better in life. It's developing the skills that help you to be more alive. And it's certainly not waiting for a destination that is going to make you happy or more successful, but it's generating that in your everyday life. You don't have to wait for it. Waiting is making you miss the purpose of life. It's distracting you from the greatest gift, which is living. And I don't want you to waste another year chasing ideas or attempting to reach resolutions that are really never going to stick. Instead, What would change if you just focused on a few skills? And then as you become masters at those skills, you worked on a few more skills. It's taking it one skill at a time, one month at a time, and putting those to work to create the outcome or the pattern that just becomes your way of life. I think this makes health so much easier, but it does require work. It requires you to do something, but it's in the doing that you create. Okay, that's it for today's podcast. Don't forget to check it all out at thelivingwell.com and then stay tuned for the final podcast in this series as we talk about the process. What does it take to actually do this and create safety within it so that you'll stick with it? So stay tuned as we come back for that next podcast. In the meantime, don't forget to share this with your friends and family, drop it in social media, let them know about the podcast who's speaking real health, lasting health, That can be achieved by anyone. Health is not restricted to the few, but it is available to all of us because it's inside of us. It's just learning how to live that out, how to create it and generate it in your own life. And that's what we do here at Made for Living Well. So thank you so much for being here and don't forget to check out the nurse planner. Grab one for yourself because inside every single month, I give you space to track your skills or what you call your habits and really hone in on generating and being consistent and persistent with those skills so that you can generate a healthier life. You can get your very own planner or gift it to one of your friends at thelivingwell.com. Don't forget to use coupon code PODCAST at checkout for those free gifts that will be delivered with your planner. Okay, that's it for today. I'll see you back here in the final podcast of this mini-series, Creating New Year's Resolutions That Last.